Welcome to Becoming Unshakable with Sarah Wolf and Patri Hunty. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you to improve your life and become your own coach. Together, we will guide you through mindset techniques and psychology tools that we have applied to change our own lives and to help others do the same. During these episodes, we'll be taking you through mindset exercises and practicalities so you can feel free to get your journal and your favorite pen and take some notes along the way. Hello everyone, welcome to episode five. I'm so excited to have you here with myself and Sarah and today we're going to go through four fundamentals which are very primal for our well-being in terms of not just mindset but also making our bodies feel the best possible way basically and we're going to go through some things that Sarah and I have struggled with in terms of nutrition, hydration, sleep and movement and maybe just some tips to get you on track and it's really important to get fundamentals and basics basically right before we actually move on to the mindset stuff, before we move on to what type of routine do I want and things like that. This is why we're going into it. So welcome and I hope you truly enjoy this episode. Okay, so firstly, I want to touch off nutrition. Food is a bit quite important for us, okay? So it literally is what we are and it is, it does have to do with how we feel in general. So imagine, okay, picture this, that you have yourself in the morning and you go throughout the day and you forget to nourish yourself. Do you think you're going to be at the highest frequency possible to like really attract what you want, get everything done? really get into your juiciest mood ever get dancing do you think you're going to have the energy for that or do you think you're going to be cranky because I'm pretty sure a lot of us have been on the other side on the cranky side and we've been like yeah but my body is more important and skinny tastes so much better than whatever those things are I don't even know them actually and that's probably a good sign and but naturally enough as you guys know I have I did go through an eating disorder and I have been through all of this stuff but before we go into that even before I had an eating disorder and all of that stuff, I did not prioritize diet. I did not prioritize nutrition. I did not prioritize how well I should be eating to actually make myself feel good mentally, physically, and in every single form. So Sarah and I will go into that a little bit later. But firstly, I just want to bring up something that's quite shocking, I guess, if you haven't heard about it. So there was a little experiment that was done from 1944 to 1945. It's called Minnesota Starvation Experiment. I'm sure you guys have heard about it at some point. And if you haven't, I'm going to go through it really, really from a really high perspective so that we're not going into detail into like studies or anything like that. Just to basically explain it, it was just done to check out how you would actually recover from starvation or semi-starvation. There was a lot of dietary restriction and all of that. So basically a lot of starvation going on, not enough food. And it was done to experiment like and explore what would happen. Basically, what would happen to these people if they weren't to eat enough, if they were to really get into the restrictive mode. Some of them were like in a minimal amount of calories. And just to basically give out the outcome, the results were that, as you would expect, really bad things happened. (laughs) And so they were constantly thinking about food. There, like, there was no sexual drive. There was nothing. It was literally hindering their concentration, comprehension, judgment capabilities. Imagine 
how this would make you feel so this has literally been studied and with like a lot of people a lot of participants so how do you think your concentration would be like like imagine going through okay I want to improve my mindset and not being able to be like okay I know I need to eat enough I need to prioritize the food that I'm eating it's not just about like the amount but it's also what you are eating so but as I'm talking about amounts just to really build it into you and like make you aware how important it actually is and obviously from experience I have been on the starvation side on the anorexia and the bulimia side and it just literally leads to obsession with food and body image because that's what it does there's not enough nutrients in your brain so it's going to lead to like not only not being able to concentrate but it's also going to lead to obsession with those types of behaviors of like the being obsessed with food with restricting with counting all of these kind of really OCD behaviors so I just want to really make you aware of the importance of food before we go into anything else because as somebody who has had those issues I can assure you that I have studied it I have learned about it and I have even helped clients to really improve that and just going back to the basics of being like well am I actually in and off Probably not if you have been trying to like lose weight. And let me tell you that losing weight will not be the priority when it comes to like mindset programs. Like say if you're with a PT, that's amazing. But it's really important to communicate always if you're working with a mindset coach with a PT if you're working with a therapist to let them know if you are triggered by these things or if you have had issues that are similar to that because if that's the case they're going to have to help you through it or if they're not trained to help you with that they will advise somebody else to go to for example so if I personally know and understand that somebody has an issue or if Sarah was to understand that from one of her clients she would obviously say I'm actually not qualified enough for this or like I don't have the capabilities I have not gone through this I will guide you through to somebody else so nutrition on the heavier side that's an experiment that has been done and that really proved the results that it led to food obsession and like lack of concentration no sex drive plenty plenty of consequences of not basically not eating enough and not eating right is another thing that we're going to go into because Sarah and I have also had those challenges when we were a teenager or even afterwards like in college where we actually felt like rubbish because we were eating rubbish <laughs> okay so I'm going to move it on to Sarah what do you think Sarah because like I know you've had that kind of experience and you maybe it was like fatigue or something like that just generally feeling a bit not great <laughs> Yeah, for a long time. Again, as you really touched on it there, client transparency, and I just wrote that down as you said it, is very important. So if you are signing up with a PT, and I've talked to my own PT about this numerous times, and how he says, you know, the, the, the whole, I suppose, like you said, kind of um body dysmorphia or the eating disorders, it's a whole other topic. So just make sure, first of all, if you are signing on with a coach, like like Patrick said, whether it be mindset PT, that you, you know, that you're getting all that information across because it might be something a little bit deeper than what that person can provide for you. So that's really important that we get that out of the way, actually, as well. Nutrient, because, you know, I often see it with me, even like I might be halfway through a mindset program with someone and they'll bring up something that maybe should have been brought up at the start. And I'm like, OK, now this is a whole other cycle or this is a whole other thing you know what I mean but anyway with nutrition guys the bottom line is your food really is your mood yes I've 100% seen my life do like a bit of a 180 when I really got a grip on it 
I needed help with getting a grip on it. I'm not going to lie. And this is where, so a lot of my clients come on to me. They're busy. I get it. We're all running on empty, eating a lot of sugar, feeling very hungry all the time. And then a lot of the time, the binging at night will start from that cycle. Okay. And I'm not here saying, oh my God, you shouldn't, you should eat this. And I'm not even saying like sit down and drink like green juices all day. None of that. Because like what I eat is very much your like your Aldi shopping list. You know what I mean? It's not. But what I am saying is if you, one thing I always recommend my clients to is get a grip on the nutrition side of things. It doesn't have to be fancy food at all. Like I literally eat the exact same thing like all the time. I buy my oats in the morning with my peanut butter, protein powder, I'll have like a chicken wrap for lunch, like the most basic stuff. I could literally do the Aldi shop in my sleep and it cost me like 50 euros, right? Basically, I've learned about nutrition through working with a PT. And then I was put on a set uh, food plan that I did with him that we went through together. And I actually recommend my clients either get a PT or a nutritionist to do a set plan for them or to build their own plan with their own knowledge of macros, because then I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, I don't know, the big struggle is what to eat and kind of like wasting money on shopping and then like thinking they have to come up with fancy recipes all the time. And if you can create like I have like I used to have a training and a non-training food plan and there was a very little of a difference, actually. And obviously I knew the different types of foods I could swap in and swap out. But I always say to my clients, please, if you can invest in a coach just to give you that kind of head start. Um, and to keep you accountable and to get you into a habit of eating. And like I had such a lovely variation of things as well in it. Do you know what I mean? So I was never hungry. Does that make sense? So I didn't binge because binging, remember, does come from being hungry. You are restricting yourself in some way. If you're giving out about binging at night, it's because you're hungrier than you're letting on to be. So if there's binging going on and you're feeling like crap and you can't get a handle on your nutrition, just spend the money on a coach or someone who is really like qualified in it I would recommend it guys that I'm not here saying like spend loads of money if you can do it yourself fantastic but that little bit of accountability that little bit of structure that you have and you kind of start doing things on autopilot like I used to get little sandwich bags and put like my chicken away or I put my veg away and I started doing it like and I suppose then working with him for over three months I got into such a habit of it now like I wouldn't go backwards does that make sense like I know how to feed and nourish myself and I know exactly like how much protein I should have and to be honest it's probably the one of the best investments you'll ever make because you get into an automatic habit like we, we talk about with mindset so I would say to be honest if you can talk to somebody about doing a nutrition plan for you like see if you have like a family friend or someone in your circle I'm sure there's plenty of startup PTs who would love to help you out if you give them that your business or if you start with them or like promote them or whatever so do some research on it see who can help you but make sure that you are having your five or six meals a day so you're not like running on empty you're not in crap form or you know you're not binging at night and stuff because like if you're binging at night and all that it's a habit that's all it is it's a habit once you can get somebody to kind of help you change those habits I think it's just the best investment you'll make so that is my take on nutrition it's have a plan that you stick to that's easy for you you're not wasting money on food. It's very simple. And if you need help, get a PT or um, a coach to to kind of guide you first. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you brought up the binging. Obviously, I did suffer a lot from that naturally from like literally starving myself. So one of the things that actually did really help was the three, three rule. I remember my dietitian giving it to me and it was like three meals and three snacks. So like, honestly, eating as like, 
basically as early as you can in the morning will prevent that and obviously just getting enough I don't know why people are so afraid of carbs it's like oh my god it's the demon no it is not it's literal energy like I don't know why it's such a big fright for people trust me I I have been there I would literally like go on keto and all of these things it's not worth it I'm definitely not a nutritionist but like I know for a fact that it's not right and it's not the way we're (laughs) what we're built for but anyway, I won't go into that because like it's a lot of controversy there. But I just get a bit frustrated when I see these things because I'm like, oh my god, if you knew how simple it actually is to just live a healthy life, and like that would literally help you to be happier and not be obsessed with all of these food kind of new fads and all of this stuff. It's like it's the simpler the better. Like that's what I've learned. Like after all the eating disorders, a cocktail that I've had the simpler the better and like if people actually knew that they wouldn't spend so much money on nonsense (laughs) I think and I see a lot of crap on Instagram like I think it's great if you do follow PT they will like if you cannot afford one they will share a lot of tips so say for example if you follow Sarah and I we we also share a lot of free stuff like we'd be like this is what you can do this is what you could try all of this stuff but like with PTs make sure you follow people who actually have the best intentions and not just like want to be flashy and come out with like ridiculous things like oh this is the next best thing no like nutrition is very simple actually it's pretty straightforward and stick to the basics and stick to the people who are actually like genuinely want the best intentions for you that's one thing that I will say and if you do struggle with like the whole body image thing that's another whole chapter and you can obviously like follow our podcast to for more of this but one thing that I would say is like you know the way we talked about unfollow people who are not serving you like unfollow bodies if they're really triggering you like say not bodies but people who have bodies that are triggering you it's like oh my god she's had surgery here blah 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 and I really want this and that's consuming you like and you feel like that's hindering your nutrition because you want to like have a tiny waist that looks like a brat's one and stuff like that like just unfollow and be like okay done I do not need to look at this and like the importance here is to like fuel myself so that I can be my strongest self that's what Sarah and I really focus on that's that's what we want our clients to feel like and we do not give nutritional advice but we always say hey like are you eating enough are you eating okay like why are you so tired you know that kind of stuff and so really simple stuff follow the right people if you are if you are interested in that kind of stuff and yeah that's as much as we'll say on nutrition I think because we're not nutritional experts from our experience we've had crap and we've had the good so that's yeah it, it is like I do think if you're the kind of person I'm not a great cook I never was I'll actually fully admit that now I don't like saying that because you know like what you what you what your brain's always listening it's not that I'm not a good cook I probably just can't be honest to be honest half the time but like what I found was when I did build a bit of a food plan for myself um, I like again I'm such a routine eater so it's no problem for me but like you know what I mean it's I'm still getting all of my nutrients in in a really balanced way so I never feel that hungry obviously like I'm not perfect come on like you know what I mean and again I'm pregnant so it's not going to be like following it by the book I'm definitely going to be eating more right now but I suppose I just know now when I look at my body transform as well another myth I would love to bust is the whole eating less to lose weight it just does not work you probably know this Patrick anyway right from your absolutely it comes up like all the time and I still feel like some of my friends are even in that mentality and it's like no you're actually your body is holding on to stress 
as well as that watch like you know I suppose what you know even things like a hit workouts and stuff like that like all amazing but if you're kind of put but still a form of stress for your body and like I see myself go through boot camps in Thailand like numerous boot camps what happens is your body actually holds on to that stress in your waist that's your adrenal glands my mother always said that to me. She's like, if you're stressing yourself out with all those fast workouts, <laughs> she was like, you're actually holding on to weight. I never really believed her. And then like, I was like, oh my God, I haven't shifted any of this body inflammation that I have. So then um, when I started my weights training and I got a real hand on my diet, oh my God. Like, And I'm not saying, sitting here being like, oh, change your body or anything. Just kind of like, I actually seen the most results. So I lost all like the, the body inflammation and the bloating. It's all nutrition. It is all nutrition. Yeah. I will say that. Like a yeah. lot of it is nutrition. But just making sure that you're keeping your stress levels low is really important as well. Anyway, let's move on to movement. I'll I'll probably just start here, Patrick, to give you a little break. With movement, guys, movement looks different for everybody. And I think, and I know you're a massive advocate of this, Patrick, as well, is just finding something that you love and enjoy instead of feeling like you have to do something for the sake of it. Like I said for so long, I'm going to do yoga and I'm going to become a yoga teacher with my mindset stuff. And what I realized is like, I was like, oh, no, one of these days now I'm going to start the yoga. And I do actually enjoy yoga, but not as much as the likes of strength training or all those other things I was doing. And then I was like, Sarah, stop just pretend like trying because you're a mindset coach almost, you know, thinking like you have to be a yoga teacher because that's almost like a norm thing that you'd put with it. And I was like, you can enjoy yoga without actually having to teach it. You know, this could be famous last words. You never know. I might go down the yoga room, but no. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, sometimes we think we have to like something or enjoy something because we see it on Instagram or whatever. But like, think about like where you're truly happiest in terms of movement. Is it walking on the beach? Is it swimming? Like, is it in the gym? What do you actually feel like is you feel so amazing after? You know, what is it that you really do truly love? And moving you know your physiology guys is so linked to your mindset like you know and moving it really is everything when I say moving I don't mean exercise five days a week I just mean moving like getting outside for your walks like getting your fresh air all those things it's just so important you show your it's the ultimate form of self-respect is moving your body getting in tune with your body and just doing something that feels good to you So I would always say to my clients, okay, let's talk about your nutrition first. And now now let's look at your movement. Like, you know, what are you doing? How are you using your body? And, you know, because that will always make you feel better. Like those endorphins are amazing, but that has to be part of like a mindset program is movement and health and exercise and fitness. It's so linked to mindset. That's why I work with so many PTs. Because they know that both are kind of required to work well together, right? Both are kind of a strong form of self-respect, basically. They work wonderfully alongside each other. So I would say have a look at your movement. Again, if it's something that you need help with, like don't be afraid to get a coach. Again, there's so many free resources. There's so many YouTube videos. There's so many free plans. I've done so many free plans online before I actually got a coach. But find something that suits you. Stop trying to kill yourself. Like three days a week, perfect. But find something that works for you that gives you that little bit of time to get in tune with your body. And it's just a form of confidence building. It's you being better week on week and choosing something that's going to make you a better version of yourself week on week. So I really do recommend movement. Patrick, what are your thoughts on movement? Yeah, I think I loved what you said about weight training, because basically I used to be mad about like, say in college, for example, I'd be mad about going to the gym and going on a little bike machine or whatever. 
for like as long as I could and as fast as I could little did I know that I was actually stressing myself out and just making myself miserable like I was just I think I was constantly in like my masculine energy or something because I was always like looking to like go hard and like if I wasn't going hard it was it was like my way of releasing stress but also at the same time it was like stressing me out because like that is like say for example imagine that you're going to a spinning class in the evening like that's amazing but like I think the evening for me personally it varies for people but for me personally I want to go into the wind down mode so I avoid for example going to the gym in the evening but whatever suits you but I think it's like what is my intention for like the next few hours do I want to be hyped or do I want to you know like really because if I go to weight train I'm, I know that that's going to be an energy booster for my day so I either do it in the morning or do it in the afternoon like it's always going to raise my frequency 100% and I think there's this kind of I don't know if this is still around but I think it always has been around there's this kind of misunderstanding that if you do cardio all the time you're going to be like you know it's amazing cardio is great for you but like really see how you're reacting to it because like I always hear even from my previous coach Sharina she would work with a lot of clients who would be like say for example having gut issues or like you know their stomach was sore and stuff like that turns out they changed the type of movement they were doing into something more relaxing and they felt like way better way better way less stressed like just a lot more relaxed weight training is great for that because you're not actually like proper like getting yourself hyped up like it's you know you're feeling stronger you're getting stronger you need to fuel more which is amazing as well then with cardio it's like sometimes I feel like I lost my appetite I didn't feel great like I felt a little bit it really depends on what suits you best but I would say like a lot a lot a lot of cardio is not necessarily good if your stress levels are high And I've noticed that even in a few of my friends, I'm noticing a few of like one of my, basically my coach's clients, what she would say about it is just like, if your stomach is not right, you might want to try something lighter, like even yoga or Pilates, because that's a bit slower. It's a bit smoother, whatever works for you, but just notice how you're reacting to the exercise and switch it up and just see if you're not enjoying it. First of all, that's a bad sign (laughs) because if you're not enjoying the HIIT classes or whatever, maybe give it a break and switch it up and see if something else works for you like dancing whatever it is that suits you but movement is like the one of those things whether it's dancing in the morning when I wake up and when I'm doing the morning routine or when I go to the gym it's like immediately my state just changes and I've noticed this with a few clients as well they're like okay I got my morning walk like I feel a lot better even like it's all energy at the end of the day so it needs to be released it needs to just be like you know change everything is always moving in motion so you need to be moving as well realistically and it's just the way to be healthy as well but for your mind is extremely important and that's why we're talking about it today because it's going to make you feel good throughout the day those endorphins do stay around And it's also a healthy form of dopamine. Say, for example, you're like already stuck on the phone and you're like, okay, what do I need to change right now? And then maybe you select one of your movement options. Okay, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to go for a walk in nature so that I basically get myself out of this mode. And it is a game changer, even like the position that you're in, like you could be like slouched over you know how do you imagine somebody depressed looking like what is their position are you in that position right now everything is movement everything is energy technically speaking so 
if you notice a few things about your posture even like everything like that is all movement so like change your posture if you feel like you're not confident to try out all of those things that Sarah and I mentioned like you know the power pose and all of that that's backed up by Harvard studies but yeah movement is obviously a really powerful one because it's actually making you feel physically stronger and you can sense it you can feel it in your body that you're just becoming better at what you're doing so it is a massive confidence boost as well but most of all when I go to the gym, most of the time, 95% of the time is because I know that it's going to make me feel amazing and that I'm going to feel better about myself. I'm going to feel more capable to do what I need to do as opposed to just waking up and being like, oh, I don't know about today. And then also depending on your, basically the face that you're at, obviously in your, if you're a female listening to this, just be cautious of like the luteal phase, your body will crave lighter lighter movement so if you are doing really like powerful cardio and hit and all of that take that into account during that phase as well but yeah absolutely movement very extremely powerful for anything that basically you have in mind to achieve because say for example one last note if you are like okay I don't know if I can achieve this like this is really hard okay well think back to the time when you were lifting heavy weights And you were thinking this is hard. It's only temporary, isn't it? So, so is everything else that you're going to do in terms of your mind. Like, does it feel hard to you? Okay, well, it's only temporary. So do it for now and see the outcome. See what happens afterwards. And you're going to feel a lot more fulfilled. You're going to see it through movement. You're going to see it. You're going to see the effects that it has on when the next, basically the next thing that's hard for you, how you're going to basically face it. That's one last thing that I have to mention. Yeah, it's yeah. a good link. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I, when I was in, like in my little gymming phase and I still am, I'm just taking a little break with pregnancy, but I found it just gave me so much more confidence in every other area of my life, like business, like it's because di- it's discipline, it's self-discipline and that's self-respect. So I always say movement is very linked to confidence, but it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You can start off by your steps. You know, and you can absolutely then like, you know, look into maybe joining a gym, maybe trying some swimming, joining a class. I always say to my clients, if you're not used to the gym or anything, just join classes first and kind of like at the vibe and see, you know what I mean? Because you'll always be pushed in a class. I remember when I first arrived in Thailand boot camp. Oh, my God, I cried at the edge of the steps because I was like, I can't do this because I looked in and I was like, it was all these like mad gym bunnies, like because Thailand's like intense now and like at the time I really wanted to try it like my husband's obviously a massive gym goer and I was like how am I gonna do this and I think I felt miserable for the whole first class I was so behind and everything and it was horrible but then once I got past it sure I started loving it and don't expect yourself to walk into the gym and feel instantly confident it takes a while of being there and getting yourself kind of like acquainted with machines I still feel it when I start a new gym I still feel really nervous like trying to get to know everything and stuff but once you get into your little flow of things and you have your nice gym gear, you know, like and romanticize it. It's your journey. And yeah, just choose something that you love. Like I love swimming at the moment through pregnancy. And I'm like, I actually think I'm going to keep it on afterwards because I love it. Absolutely love it. So yeah, play around with things, guys. And like that movement is just very linked to confidence. So just make sure that you're keeping yourself active. Now, hydration, guys. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time like talking about this. We all know it. It's the basics, right? But One thing I'm going to recommend that you can take from this podcast is if you wake up first thing in the morning, please get into habit, a habit of having your water bottle right beside you. I got a really cute one, a pretty little thing actually recently. Look, it's so cute. It's in front of me here. Don't wish for it, work for it. Isn't that so cute? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) 
have your little water bottle and have your or like have your little glass of water and get get yourself into a habit of drinking it first thing. Because when you get into the habit of drinking it first thing, what I find is like, you know, like before I used to go straight for the coffee. And like since I've started drinking water, I drink so much more throughout the day because of that habit. I really have found a big difference in doing that. So like have a little glass of water or like a water bottle and make sure and you'll get into the habit of like doing that all the time. You actually won't be able to start your day without having water first. So that's my number one tip when it comes to hydration. But yeah, definitely, again, water is everything for your skin or your mood. It wakes up your cells first thing in the morning. It's just so important. And I'm again, I'm not going to sit here and go on and on about hydration because you guys know this. But make sure you get yourself a nice little water bottle and make sure that you're making it a habit to carry around with you all the time. Patrick, you want to mention anything about hydration? Absolutely not. You said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> simple stuff but yeah no dude like it is so important like that's what like the whole podcast really is about not skiving on the basics so like the stuff that we're talking about today may sound basic but like are you actually have you got a plan made for these bits the four fundamentals because if you don't you're kind of at nothing with a mindset journey to be totally honest am i right basics yeah, you need to have the basics guys it's the foundation basically you can't build a house from uh-huh. top that's it like you can't go off to like visualizations and you know vision boards if you're not feeding yourself yeah, basically. Right. Let's just swiftly move on to sleep. I'm going to let you speak about this, Patrick, because we had very interesting conversations about this recently. And then yeah. I'm going to get my little spiel on it. Yeah, okay? absolutely. So with sleep, actually, a really interesting one that I wanted to bring up was alcohol as well, because what I noticed was that, like, obviously, I used to drink quite a lot, say, in college or even before that and all that. I certainly don't anymore, I'll be honest. But it did hinder my sleep quite a lot and I do notice that like for most people that's what happens is that you know you'd have your drinks and all of that even if it's just like one or two and most people actually have an issue with like getting it's not even sometimes it's not even the hangover part or whatever that obviously makes you feel like crap mentally but it's actually the lack of sleep as well so just keeping an eye on that and just being very much aware of the fact that okay what is actually affecting my sleep is it that I eat too late is it that you know, maybe I'm drinking one or two more drinks, blah, 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 blah. Really get clear on what could be hindering. And just even things like maybe you're watching, like you're getting a lot of screen time before bed, that will hinder it 100%. And even if you're looking at your phone, if you really are checking texts and all that stuff or social media, that's like constant interaction. It's like all of these things, all of these messages going through and it is affecting your ability to fall asleep straight away and you might not get the deepest sleep so just something to keep in mind and recently I suppose for the past year or so I really struggled with getting enough sleep and another thing as well that food can actually impact your sleep as well if you're not eating enough you're likely to wake up in the middle of the night and it might lead to a binge so just also to have you know obviously step number one was important for this as well but yeah it's just about like say when I struggled I noticed that I would be feeling quite a lot of stress so like once you have the basics done you will not feel as much stress but if you notice that your sleep is getting hindered by your stress levels that's when you need to like talk things out and like really get things checked in because it's, it might be some things that need to come out that you need to talk through. And it might even be like, say, if you are doing a lot of heavy exercise, maybe cutting back on it or like seeing if you are with a PT or anybody else, or if you have somebody else giving you advice, making sure that you have those basics sorted because these are going to hinder each other basically. And that's why we put them together in one episode, I guess, because 
they do actually affect each other if one is too high say if like the exercise part is too high and your nutrition is too low your sleep's gonna be crap because your body's like food me basically so yeah just having those things on track and I did try acupuncture for sleep before and it worked immaculately but for some people it doesn't so it's really personal and just checking like what exactly is it like am I having coffee at 5 p.m and is that affecting my sleep basically and things like that and I did completely stop having coffee for to support this I know a lot of people aren't a fan of that and they will absolutely not which is completely fair but if you are looking to quit caffeine because of your sleep because your sleep is not great decaf tastes the exact same I know some people might not agree I do and I have literally like four decafs <laughs> and I'm happy out so just for the taste like really being aware of what your sleep is like what maybe just like even checking on the app or like your health if you have an iPhone you're I'm sure the androids have something similar to check I guess how much you're getting per night because it is going to be important like it really when I don't sleep I'm like a cow like I just I don't want to talk <laughs> I'm so cranky like I literally I'm not a human I'm like an animal just like let loose I'm like don't talk to me I just I don't think I'm functioning today and I'm sure a lot of you are the same Sarah is definitely the same and I think that's why it's going to be really important to get that checked in because it is a basic and it is foundational to like how you're going to be like it really in a in a sense you're working from like nearly your subconscious as opposed to like it's like a child let loose it's like your emotions are all over the place because you're like I'm so tired and like your sugar cravings are higher like all of this stuff and it's it, nothing makes sense it's like nearly you're no. drunk it, that's why I absolutely just do not function without sleep and I really no. am an advocate for it it's like please get it fixed before you get anything else fixed those basics are really important and yeah what do you think Sarah <laughs> yeah even like before a morning routine I'm like if you're not getting your seven or eight hours sleep don't even bother like and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way but like you know as in again no point these are the four fundamentals guys these have to kind of be in order you know, like these kind of have to be in order for you to build a mindset journey, whether that's the morning routines or you know, all the things that we talk about going forward. But people think that they can skip on the basics still. Like, you know, I had a client session the last day and an hour later, like after her crying her eyes out about everything going wrong. And I was like, I watched you eat today. And she's like, oh, you had like a literally a donut at nine o'clock this morning. Go like that's the issue. Like not everything else you said to me. You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is like, you know, if you are not fueling yourself or working on the basics, then you're just not going to have that energy to deal with life situations, to think logically, to use your, you know, your prefrontal cortex brain, all that. That's all linked to you being the best, the best version of yourself through the four fundamentals being the foundation. Okay, so that's why these things are so important. And a lot of you will be probably rolling your eyes at the simplicity of what we're saying. I do get that as well. But that is literally the issue is you know, these things have to be just kind of nailed down, basically. But anyway, sleep, just a quick few points on sleep. Patrick touched on a lot of it there. EFT tapping before bed is quite nice to downregulate your nervous system or doing a little breath work or a meditation. We will be talking more about EFT. Or we'll probably do an episode as well on breath work and meditation soon. Also, your screen time, like I just know for a fact if I'm on my phone just before I drop off to sleep, Forget it. Like I'm like a bear either way the next morning or whatever. I'm just not there. Do you know what I mean? And then I'll have a bet. Like I'll have more of a, an inclination then to go on my phone in the morning as well. Does that make sense? Kind of linked, isn't it really? Yeah. You know, so just like not getting into that habit. Definitely cutting down the caffeine. I know caffeine stays in your system for like eight hours. So like I try to make sure I, you know, by lunchtime, I don't have any more. 
I also do recommend a couple of little remedies. You know, I used to work at a health shop, ashwagandha. Fantastic. It's an adaptogen. So some people, what they'll find is I actually found when I was taking it, I was actually a little bit more stuck to the bed. That was probably telling me to rest more. So whatever you feel on ashwagandha, it's actually like because it's an adaptogen. It's your body's way of telling you you need more of it. Do you know that? Have you heard of ashwagandha? Interesting, because I actually take it. <laughs> do you take it? Yeah. Take it. What do yeah. you find? Like, what has been the difference taking it for you? I think for me, I originally got it because I thought it would help my PMS. And mm. I think a combination of things have definitely helped with like, you know, realistically, I meditate every day or every two days minimum. I do all the right things for my mind and body. Like I really look after myself. But I think Ashwagandha, like I take it particularly coming up to the week before my period because I know okay. that's when I will feel most out of Happy place. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you find it's helped? Yeah, I actually do. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, but it's a nice one if you do struggle to sleep because uh, everything that goes up goes up and everything that needs to come down comes down with ashwagandha. Does that make sense? So it kind of just leveled you out a little bit. It's worth a try. It might not be for you. Again, like everything we're saying might not be for you. Give it a go. Though a lot of my clients have given me some positive feedback with it. There's also like lavender and neroli. I don't know if you've ever heard of neroli. It's absolutely fab. It's one of those essential oils that you can kind of sniff. I like putting a few drops of lavender on my pillow at times as well. I do find that helps. Yeah, it really is about, I suppose for me, like honestly, reading a book, I'm gone out like a light five minutes into it, whatever it is. So finding something like that to help you sleep, guys, and definitely trying out the acupuncture if you have difficulty sleeping. Just making sure that you are getting, you know, your full your full night's rest, whether that's seven or eight or something. Some people's nine hours, you know, you know yourself when you're best functioning, like how much sleep you got the night before. So, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say on sleep, really. I think what's really helpful as well if you know a lot of people say they don't have time to meditate but if you can do even a five minute meditation there's loads on youtube i think one channel is like called great meditation or something like that that i actually sent into like the mindset upgrade challenge but i love her voice it's very soothing if you find a really soothing like even five minute meditation just a gratitude one or something it like it does actually help you because it does the breathing at the start so once you know how to breathe before sleep, technically like you're sorted because you know you're basically, as you said, regulating your nervous system. You're getting into a calm state. Obviously, when you go to sleep, you need to be calm. You're not going to be hopping off the walls. So it's really nice to do a lovely, even if it's just a five minute meditation, because it's going to have it's going to get you to breathe back into the normal, peaceful, calm state. Yeah. As well as that yoga nidra. Have you heard of yoga nidra? I think so. One of my clients said it really helped her sleep. That's where you, it's not doing yoga in bed, basically, but it's like uh, you basically tense up different muscles for a couple of seconds and then you let you you drop it or something like that. And she said that really helped her get an amazing sleep. So that's just another little recommendation. But yeah, guys, again, some of you will have taken loads from this episode. Some of you might be like, I'm already, I'm good. Like I'm there, you know, and I, that's, we just wanted to kind of start with this. We kind of wanted to start with this next after the declutter phase because again these are like I said the fundamentals and you're kind of at nothing unless you kind of have a little bit and it's not saying go to the gym like five days it's it's literally just saying like move your body as much as you can get your nutrition in order so you're eating the right things you know watch your hydration very important and make sure you're getting enough sleep at night to function yeah I hope you all enjoyed this episode Patrick have you anything to add nothing at all just basically make sure that you are 
eating <laughs> and that you're doing all the basics because your brain needs to be functioning and your body needs to be awake and able to to have the energy for it so do that first yeah yeah so actually a little activity you could do from this episode until our next episode is I give a resource in my coaching called the four fundamentals literally what I just said to you guys so you can literally just take to your journal make a plan for nutrition like whether that's a food plan you know, or whether it's a little plan to get onto a, a coach or a nutritionist to help you out or get somebody in the family to help you out. You know, a lot of people are really good at this stuff. So just find someone to help you make a little plan for your movement. Make sure it's in your weekly planner that you're kind of like setting your time aside for movement, whatever that is. And then for your hydration and sleep as well. So make a plan for them in your journal. That's what I think I get my clients to do. And they love having that little kind of blueprint there. So that's our kind of activity tip, I suppose, for this episode. Thank you, guys. <laughs>